This is Atolio Conversations. I'm Luke Alley. In today's episode, we're having a conversation focused on innovation with our guest Shivani Govil. Innovation has been a central focus in Shivani's career, including during her time at Silicon Valley startups, at SAP, and in her current role as Chief Product Officer at CCC Intelligent Solutions, a modern insurance solutions company. Shivani and I talk about how her experiences in innovation have shaped the ways she thinks about how it differentiates between big and small companies and across different business units within the same company. She also talks about what she takes into consideration when partnering with startups and what new technology excites her the most. And with that, over to my conversation with Shivani. Shivani, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Luke. I appreciate your having me. Maybe uh, we can just start by talking a little bit about your background and what you're doing today. So in terms of my background, I started my career early on on the consulting side, and I worked in management consulting for several years. Uh, what I really enjoyed about that is that it gave me an overview of different companies and in different industries and allowed me to understand what was important for a business in order to drive growth at a strategic level. Um, after consulting, I went into startups, um, living in Silicon Valley. You can't escape the pull of working at a startup. And so I worked at two startups back to back, really enjoyed that experience and learned the whole um, concept of entrepreneurial spirit, agility, the need to move quickly, iterate and evolve. And after those startups, I worked at both mid-size and large companies. I spent several years at SAP, which is a very large global company, um, as well as Sage Software. And what I've realized is through the course of my time, I've been able to pull out the ability to move at entrepreneurial speed, like a startup to innovate and be creative, as well as the ability to execute at scale with enterprise grade quality and reliability that large customers need. And that's what my passion is all about, is bringing together those two elements in order to build great products. And what I think makes a great product is when you can understand the customer pain point and solve for that pain point using technology and innovation and layer that with a great experience that delights the end user and creates a wow factor for them. That's what creates compelling products, and that's what I am very passionate about. So in my current role at CCC, I'm the Chief Product Officer, and I'm responsible for creating products, and our goal is to build those amazing products that delight our customers with every use and allow them to get meaningful value for what they're trying to deliver. I guess I want to, I just want to hear a little bit more about that time when you were working at those startups. and. How does your how does your previous experience inform the the way that you choose which startups you partner with today? Yeah, that's a great question, Luke. And what I would say is, in general, you know, when we think about partnerships, um, you know, what we've realized is that it, partnerships are really important to scale the business. 
Um, and, you know, the, the way we look at partnerships is we look at companies that can bring value to the customer so they can enhance the value that we're providing and the combination allows customers to get something that they couldn't get just by one company. Uh, the second is we look at the technology fit. So how how can we make it seamless across the two companies so that customers don't have disjointed experience? They're not going into an unnatural step. Um, you know, what I mean by that is, for example, when you order food from Uber, you place your order and you get your food delivered. But behind it, there's a whole ecosystem working together to make that delivery seamless. You have the choice of restaurants that are coming together. You have the supply chain in terms of, you know, the restaurants getting the food and the raw materials. You have your drivers that are coming together and you have your payment vendors. This all comes together into one seamless experience. And that's exactly how we think about partnerships is how do we make that experience seamless so that the customer can get the value that they want and what they're trying to accomplish for their business without having disjointed steps. So that's the second thing that we look at is the technology fit and how do we bring everything together. And the third part of what we look at is cultural fit. You know, do we have the same mindset, the same, you know, similar values and behaviors and the ethos um, and the confidence that we can both deliver together successfully. So to me, I think when we look at partnerships, those are the three buckets that we look at while prioritizing the partners we work with. Um, CCC works with over 30,000 companies. We have an ecosystem and network of over 30,000 companies, some of which are very small, some of which are large. Um, if you look at our telematics product, for example, this is where we're taking in connected car data and then feeding that into either the claims process side um, so that we know, for example, when you're driving your car, do you have, are you belted in? What was the speed of the car being driven at the time of the collision? So that kind of data that gets fed into the claims process or into the underwriting process to help frame the policies. Now, in order to get that data, we partner actively with a large number of companies. So going back to maybe your question around how do we think about partnering with startups, to us, it's around those three lenses of value, technology, fit, and cultural fit. And I think if I look at my past experience, Luke, what I would say is that what helps inform me is the fact that I know startups, even when they're at early stages, have very compelling value propositions to bring. And the benefit with working with startups is you know that they're focused and they have the ambition to really succeed and make things move quickly. So... That all feeds into, as we think about partnerships, whether it's a small company or a large company, this is what we want to bring to our customers collectively. I wanted to just ask, I guess, more broadly, how your concept of innovation has changed over the course of your career. I would say, Luke, that um, my concept of innovation has actually stayed pretty steady. Um, and, you know, as I think about in, innovation is a very broad, expansive term. Um, as I think about innovation, it's got three pillars for me. One is really understanding the pain point or the issue that you're trying to solve or where you can bring improvements. Um, the second is about being creative 
and experimenting to find different and new ways of solving for things. Um, and the third is really having a learning and growth mindset that it allows you to continuously evolve and improve upon things. And I'll give you an example, you know, um, if I think about the industry that I'm working in today, insurance has been around for over 3000 plus years, like it's not a new industry. And the goal of our industry still remains the same. It's about bringing peace of mind to our customers when there's an adverse incident that happens. So with that backdrop, I will tell you that insurance is such an exciting industry to be in today because there is so much innovation happening. Um, at the heart of it, what I would say is technology is opening new frontiers and creating new possibilities of how you can do things. That then layered with the fact that, you know, customers have new appetites for how they want to engage and so their whole desire of the experience that they want to go through has evolved over time and so then when i think about innovation in this industry that i'm in today it's all about how do we delight our customers how do we create that wow experience for them by leveraging a lot of the technology enhancements that have happened over time so that we can do things differently uh, for example, in the past, when you got into an accident, and I, I, don't, um, I don't know if you've gotten into a car accident before, hopefully not, but if you have, in the past, it was a pretty cumbersome process. You know, you would have to call your insurance company or your agent. You would have to produce a lot of paperwork, submit documentation. There would be calls back and forth. Uh, what we're doing today is we're enabling people to take a picture of the accident. And then using AI and other technologies, we can provide an estimate of how much that damage is. We can connect them to local repair facilities where they can go in and get their cars fixed. And we can help automate that claims process so that you know it doesn't necessarily have to be a phone call or an in-person visit. It could be through digital channels, whether that's chat or other ways that people like to communicate in order to streamline that entire process and make it as painless and stress-free in order to get the resolution that you have. So innovation is really about taking, you know, taking a look at areas of opportunity or areas of challenges and thinking about creative new ways of how you solve for that. Whether that's, you know, early in my career or today, it's always been the goal. I think the tools have changed, the technologies have changed, the experiences that you want to deliver have changed, but that fundamental passion of trying to innovate and think of new ways of doing things is very consistent. When we last talked, you brought up that there is a difference between innovation at companies of different scales. Um, can you talk a little bit about what you, you meant by that? So, Luke, as I think about innovation, you know, it really is a constant in terms of the size of company. You know, whether you're a small company or a large company, you're constantly looking to innovate. But depending on the size of company, the way you innovate is different. And there are some advantages and disadvantages on every type of company that you're in. 
Uh, for example, when you're at a smaller company, you know, the whole company is built around that new idea or that new disruption. So your priorities are very much aligned. And that's a great advantage because you have everyone moving with a single mission. Um, you also have the team that's motivated, that's passionate, and that's wanting to create something new. And you're starting new. So you're starting fresh and you can leverage the latest technologies, the latest um, business models, etc. The challenge innovating at a smaller company is that you're trying to establish the market. You're trying to prove yourself both as a business as well as the idea that you're bringing forward. Um, sometimes access to customers can be harder. You know, you may have funding that's only for a certain amount of time. So you don't have that ability to really branch out into looking at much bigger, broader things. You're really focused on the innovation and the product that you're launching. As you think about innovation at larger companies, uh, the advantages are that you have a much broader reach and much broader span of control. You may have many more customers, loyal customers that are available to give you feedback, that are available to provide insights, um, that are available to react to the innovations that you're thinking about. You also have more funding and you know you may have access to more resources, whether it's across university and academia, whether it's across customers that want to work with you or partners that want to come and be part of the value that you're providing because you're an established leader at, in the business that you're in. In the larger companies, the challenges can revolve around competing priorities. So there's already existing products that are being taken to market. As you think about how do you balance your existing products with that innovation, that becomes a dilemma. How do you think about funding and budgeting and where you put your resources? Do you put it on your core products that are driving revenue, or do you think about it from an in, putting that investment in the innovation areas, which may not necessarily be providing as much revenue, but maybe the future towards where your industry is going. So those are some of the challenges that come in. And then, you know, your people are also aligned across different priorities and may have different goals. Um, so that's where I see some of the advantages um, and also some of the things that people have to watch for as they think about innovation, depending on whether you're in a larger company or a smaller company. That's a, a great point around how it, it translates to organizations of larger scale. But I, I guess I'm curious as to how innovation exists specifically sort of closer to the product and closer to product management. Absolutely. I think, you know, innovation exists across the company. I don't think it's, you know, one particular group or one particular team. I think everybody in a company is innovating and it could be, you know, as I've said earlier, innovation can be around the product and what you're offering. It could be around your business model and how do you, you know, set up the financials or the business model around it. It could be around your go-to-market motions and how do you take things out to customers and how do you sell, right? So it is a innovation to me is across the board, and you know, there's multiple ways that you can innovate. In particular, with regard to product management, so I see product management as a very unique function within an organization. It's almost the glue that brings everything together. Um, in a technology software product company, product managers have to have both the technology depth as well as the business acumen in order to be able to succeed. And they really are the team that's pulling together everything around, you know, whether it's from a development side, whether it's from a 
um, sales um, and you know how do you position what's the value proposition for customers it ties together the marketing aspects the financial aspects legal aspects it's about engaging with external stakeholders including customers partners pot leaders and it's about engaging with the internal teams to make sure you are able to prioritize and put the right requirements together the market documents the product requirements and priorities and then focus with the development teams to build it out so it's a very large job and innovation has to be at the heart of what you're thinking about as a product manager because that's really what's going to funnel what comes out of the company as a product so um, to me you know innovation while it happens across the entire company product management in particular needs to be at the front lines of innovating and you know that means being engaged with the customers understanding their pain points thinking about the ways you can solve for it everything that we've talked about earlier around innovation comes together in this role and in this function our product management teams are constantly looking not just at what we're delivering and what the customers are asking for or where they need um, support, um, but also what's happening in the market. You know, are there things from a different industry that you can bring into our industry to make our products better? Um, are there experiences that customers want in their personal lives that they want to start seeing reflected in their business lives? And how do we make that happen? Um, so those are all things that we have to continuously think about and drive towards. Absolutely. Yeah. No, the idea of now competing with not just companies and experiences that are in your area, but now just within life is is a is a definitely a tough one. Yeah. In fact, Luke, you know, I talk to you a lot about the value, the customer value and thinking about that. I think the other piece that I believe very strongly in is that experience. Um, you know, the customer experience or the, you know, user experience, whether it's a customer or an employee. Um, and to me, that's as critical as value delivered, because when you can deliver value with a delightful experience, that's when you create amazing products that people want and love and desire to use. Last question for you. Uh, I want to hear what you're most excited about innovating around these days. There are so many things, Luke, that I'm excited about as I look at technology and what's happening in the industry. In fact, you know, some of my previous colleagues would describe me as a kid in a candy shop whenever I see the latest technology and innovations. You know, in particular, I mean, I, I, I think, it, well, technology is great, but technology for its own sake or by itself is not as valuable as when that technology is applied to solving some of the pain points or opportunities that we were discussing earlier. So that's really the lens with which I look at things. Uh, we talked about AI already. You know, I'm excited about what we can do with AI and the applications of AI to help drive improvements in many existing processes. Um, there's a few other areas that I'm watching closely which continue to um, excite me and I feel there's a lot of application around it. You know, one is around blockchain and what that could mean. Um, in terms of uh, the industry, in terms of, you know, I'm not talking about it from the concept of cryptocurrency, which is exciting by itself, I know, um, but maybe more in terms of the applications of blockchain in industries such as ourselves, 
um, as you think about, you know, all the different stakeholders that have to come together around navigating documents, approving identity, or, you know, what's the life cycle of the automobile itself. So that's one that I'm really excited about. The second one that I'm very excited about is the whole space of AR and VR, the augmented reality, virtual reality space. Um, so I actually have been following that space for many years. I think back in when the first Google Glass came out, I was testing that, toying with it, thinking about how it could be applied. Um, and as I fast forward now, you know, there's been so much improvement to those glasses and those types of um, lenses that are available. Facebook just announced their recent um, Facebook Glass. And, you know, you think about the applications of that, even when you get into an industry such as ourselves. Um, and then you tie that with what you see happening with the Oculus and other devices. And how can you take those types of technologies to both streamline and improve the claims process, but also assist in, you know, the repair of vehicles. And, you know, when somebody, when a technician is out repairing a vehicle, how do you provide them the guidance when they get stuck so that they can fix it with the right repair methods and the right procedures, right? So to me, some of these technologies are really exciting. The other two that I just want to throw out there is drones and what you can do with drones um, in terms of applications across the industry. And the fourth one is around 3D printing and how that could change, um, even to address some of the supply chain problems <laughs> and you know shortages that we're seeing in the supply chain today. So that's from a technology perspective. And then, you know, really thinking about the process and the culture, I think there's investing in creating a culture of innovation is super important for any company. Uh, when I joined onto Sage, one of my mandates was to drive an innovation culture transformation across the organization. And we created this passion and excitement across the company. Uh, we created this group called the Continuous Innovation Group. And that really spread across the organization. In the first year, we had over 800 members joining and building that further across the company where people were so passionate about innovation, about exchanging ideas, about creating forums, about driving spotlights to success and bringing in thought leaders that the culture completely transformed to become much more innovative and uh, forward thinking. So investing in that culture of transformation is equally important, especially for larger companies. I love that. I love that. Both the, the kind of bigger deliberate moments and just the small ones to encourage that process of learning and not so much just like an expected or demanded outcome. I think that's so great. Um, wonderful. Shivani, thank you so much for talking with me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Luke. And thank you so much for inviting me today. Enjoy the discussion. Thank you to Shivani for the conversation and thank you to Tom Tierney for the music. We will see you again in two weeks.